Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Funky Pharmacist Podcast. Uh, we haven't been on in a while because we've been busy, which is a good thing. That's not an excuse. It's just the truth. But today we're back, and we want to talk to you guys about food allergies, which um, Hillary and her son have just recently did um, via a kit at home. And so we have a little bit more knowledge about that, and we've learned a lot along the way with that. So... Let's Where dig in. To start? I guess for me, I think it's important to reiterate, even though we've already did a podcast about it, how many of these test kits for different things you can do at home. I just did a hormone one at home that you send in um, for hormones. It was easy. I mean, no problem. Uh, we just used Alta Labs to do our blood tests because we have to do um, mapping for our health for the lab here. Super easy. Like takes 10 minutes and you pay a reasonable amount of money. It's actually pretty inexpensive. And you go have your labs and it comes directly to your email. You don't need a doctor for either of those. Um, nor do you need a doctor, I guess, for this test. How does that work with this test? Uh, you, you've got to have a practitioner okay, license to do it. To get them. Mm-hmm. So the test kit that we're using here, is, is it KMBO? KBMO. Ah. So how does the test kit work? Um, I know it's a take-home thing. So is it blood-based or? It is blood spot, yes. So it's a finger prick. comes with everything. I mean, your little device to prick your finger, the alcohol swab, the pad that you put your blood on and you got to let it dry and then um, put it in the box and it's got a prepaid label and you ship it out. Nice. I guess um, to kind of give some background, uh, if you haven't listened to other podcasts, Hillary has had stomach gut issues for a while, um, well, years really, and knew that she had food allergies and knew that her son had food allergies, but didn't know exactly what to. So they decided to do this test. These kits run, is it like $400? There's different degrees of tests. Oh, okay. We chose the the most comprehensive, so they test 176 things. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that, but that was 375. Okay. Again, it's not... It's, it's what they would charge the patient, so we don't, it's not like we make money or anything, it's just a service that we... That's an important thing to point out on all of our test kits. We don't make any money from any of them. We, it's just a service that we offer. We're so. just the middleman, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, we want to see people um, be able to be their healthiest, and that's one of our tools in our arsenal. So um, Hillary is looking at her sheet that she got back, which is really nice because you get your results back uh, via email or you can check your portal online. And it has all these markers and it gives you degrees um, to what you're allergic to, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let me back up. Okay. So what, this is, you know, I always complicate things. So functional medicine wise, right? We're going to go dive into functional medicine. People would argue that elimination diet is the best way to figure out a food allergy, which is true. Um, often it's, that's your telltale sign. You want to do it over, usually it's five to six weeks, and then you kind of slowly reintroduce foods. Same theory here, but in a way you're kind of cheating. <laughs> um, and I guess it comes down to money I mm-hmm. in some regard. Um, another one, it's... Um, I guess severity, too. This will tell you the severity of reaction. Well, your quality of life. I mean, if you just have a horrible quality of life, I feel like you're going to be more apt to spend the money um, to figure out what's going on, you know? So I'll give a background on me. More of an updated background is that I was having 
bad joint pain, muscle fatigue. Um, I just wasn't really feeling myself. So I decided for a long time too. For I mean, a long time, a while. but it's getting progressively worse. Mm -hmm. So I, besides my son, we knew he was gluten sensitive, and that's what that came back as. I was expecting mine to do that as well. I've always cut out gluten, but I didn't know if I was so severe that it was the cheat days. I was just paying for it or whatever. Um, so I did mine, and I will explain the basis of this test and what how it works. But I did mine, and I was positive for beef. Now, when you get these tests back, it's different severities. There's no reaction, which is negative, plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus four being high, severe reaction. Mine turned out to be beef, which I eat almost every day. Mm -hmm. As soon as I cut that out in two to three days, I noticed a total difference. But what's funny is I, and Sarah reminded me of this because I totally forgot, um, because of this arthritis pain, I was adding in um, fish oil, obviously, that cut it down. But I was adding in collagen. And I swore that this collagen, was any collagen, was making me worse. Yeah. And it was, to a certain extent, it wasn't all in my head. And Sarah's like, yeah, it's got beef protein in it. So totally makes sense. So I feel so much better. It also turned out that I was allergic to eggs again do egg whites and egg yolks. Garbanzo beans, that's another one that we... Garbanzo beans. But if you look at my food allergy testing, it's a lot of the stuff that I eat. Mm -hmm. So what that's telling you is, is gut permeability is, so I've got leaky gut. So all these proteins that my body can't break down, because I need to be on digestive enzymes too, but that's a whole different thing. Um, all these proteins that my body can't break down is leaking through this intestinal wall of this leaky gut and creating antibodies or antigens in my bloodstream. Causing creating inflammation. Causing and inflammation and stuff like that. Yeah. So theory being is as soon as I, and I've been working on this as mm -hmm. while well, I've been doing this, um, I'm going to do it, give it two to three months, see how it is. Should probably do it for six months by supplements. Um, a lot of glutamine and aloe and licorice and things like that that kind of heal gut. I should be able to reintroduce these foods back in once I heal my gut. Yeah, I guess the other thing, too, to um, really drive home is how much we see this here. Like, I don't think, and we didn't even know when we opened the store, how important your gut health is. And sometimes your gut's too far gone to just take a probiotic to fix it. You so know? I printed off a list. I cheated. Um, I printed off a list of triggers of increased intestinal permeability. Mine, I think, was probably my chronic constipation. That just, over time I figured that out, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a built cycle. But there's food antigens that causes increased permeability. So all these antigens that I've been eating, all this increased beef, that's just kind of furthering the issue. Um, chronic stress, infections, dysbiosis, so that would be your gut flora, intestinal inflammation, that'd be kind of like Crohn's or... IBS, um, other diseases, impaired digestion, low stomach acid, uh, toxins, nutritional insufficiencies, various medications. So it all leads to kind of altered intestinal permeability. So this test tests when you go to a traditional, say I'm going to go to the allergist and I want to see if I'm allergic to eggs, they'll do a skin test. That's an IgG, IgE reaction. Mm -hmm. which will 
um, I'm going to say half-life. I'm going to get the term half-life. It's half-life is two to three days. So that reaction may occur for two to three days and then subside or subside during that period. This tests IgG, so it's a different type of reaction in your body. This lasts, on average, 21 days. So that's why these foods you have to take out of your diet for at least 21 days so your body kind of heals from it heals and gets rid of it and doesn't recognize it as being a, an antigen. This is kind of a different question. I didn't really think about this before, but now, so you're not eating the things that you are sensitive to. So you're eating like say more shrimp or more turkey. Is it possible that those could now become allergens to you because your gut's not completely healed yet? Possibly, but I think as, as you work on your gut and heal that. Should improve and shouldn't have yeah. The permeability should hold up and it shouldn't be as big of an issue. Correct. Correct. Yep. So it's just another amazing tool, amazing resource. I would like to do it with my youngest daughter because I believe she probably has some um, food allergies, food sensitivities. So. It, it tests, um, I'm going to cheat, it tests dairy, so all kind of cow's milk, goat's milk, sheep's milk. Um, my sheep's milk's yeah. coming up just because I was big on goat cheese. Goat cheese for a while. And what I should mention also is that, well, let me skip, and I was allergic to clams. I had a high reaction. I shouldn't say allergy. I had a high reaction to clams. And the clam, I'm like, I haven't eaten clams, but I just ate scallops. So there's, if you haven't eaten something, like I'm, um, monk fruit came up as a possibility. Well, I mean, monk fruit, but it's the same family of pomegranate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fruits. So there's a handy dandy chart that will kind of correlate that with, with those. So, um, dairy, there's egg, they do grains, they do the fruits, uh, additives like MSG, Benzoic acid, aspartame, red number 40, red number 30, so all those dyes, uh, vegetables, beans, spices, fish, meats, nuts, uh, extracts like honey, mushroom, stevia, things like that. Yeah. Microbes, so mine came up pretty good candida, so I'm pretty sure I've had some yeast issues that's thrown into that whole uh, mix. Fowl, seeds, and shellfish. I think that's the other thing, too, is... Um, but I guess this goes on the same lines as an elimination diet. It's just, I guess if you can't... Elimination, I'm going to say, is probably the best way to go. Oh, I remembered my chain of thought here. Yes. Um, we see... We're a pharmacy, obviously. So we see, um, you know, children and adults and everything else that deal with, like, ADHD and things like that. Um, so we'll frequently get phone calls on pricing for ADHD medication and drugs um, because a lot of times it's not covered by insurance and that's one of the things we do and I was just like putting that correlation together right so you have a child that can't pay attention can't focus and I have really been and this is absolutely no disrespect but I've really been paying attention since COVID um, we have been able to like see what um, kids eat at school okay so mm -hmm. um Kids' lunches at school, should they choose to eat it? And this is not me judging anybody. It's not It's not good food. I'm not being rude, but, like, we had a couple of things when COVID first hit where they were sending the lunches home. 
And I got to see what was in these lunches, and it's all processed, and it's all, I mean, Sugar, it, it's, it's not its not healthy. So then we have this these children, right, that they behave, they can't focus and all this kind of stuff, but what are they eating? And furthermore, what are they eating that could be causing this behavior? We never look at that. As a society, traditional yeah. medicine, we take the child to the doctor, and we say they can't focus, and the doctor says, well, here, <laughs> here's some Adderall. <laughs> And if that don't work, let me know. We'll put some more stuff in there. We'll get them to focus. So we're so quick to judge. Uh, we're not so quick to judge. We're so quick for that diagnosis, traditional medicine diagnosis, that's just going to be a 10-minute consult with your doctor, probably, unless you've got one of the good ones. There are some out there that are left. And maybe if you were to be able to do a test like this, maybe you would see that your child's eating cheese and they're highly allergic yeah, that's part of the whole and thing. Maybe if they didn't have a cheese, maybe they wouldn't need that drug. How about you back up even more and let's talk about it's just it's spiral spiral is the soil content. The number one. Now we're just talking about ADD, but the number one mineral deficiency known to adults mm-hmm. and children are is magnesium over ninety mm-hmm. percent. Yep. But that's because our soil has changed over the years to. Because we're running off 1950s data for our RDAs. Correct. Um, but our food can't even, our, our food, even if we ate our food the best we could, we still couldn't get almost enough magnesium. So there's also been correlations between ADD and magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those, the children are deficient in magnesium and we are as a whole anyways. So... It goes down to you might need to supplement on top of that because the food can't even do it. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, it's pinpointing those. So, yeah, I guess gluten sensitivities or dye sensitivities or yes, I, yes yeah. it's another tool. Yes. So, I mean, and obviously we understand that um, everybody has their own decisions to make for their children. And again, it's not a judgment zone. It's just, um, you know, sometimes it might be diet. Or I know personally, I would rather give my kid a couple supplements or make sure they're well supplemented um, and have good vitamins than put them on a pharmaceutical. That's me personally. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess it's just a, another really big area of awareness. And you got to think about this. Our kids don't have good gut health either um, because they don't, I mean, unless they're a yogurt you know, eater, they like raw, (laughs) unless they're into raw sauerkraut and things like that, or kumbacha, you know, they don't have a lot of stuff in the good flora in their gut. So, well, yes, correct. And that goes back, (laughs) that goes back to, um, C-sections versus vaginal births. And that's what they look up into, um, functional medicine. And then, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, there was a study out there that shown that, People who had lived on farms and did not have well, farms, number one, or they did not have a dishwasher, that their children's bacteria or the flora is better in their gut because everything's hand-washed and not processed with extreme soaps and crazy. detergents and stuff like that. So we're kind of predisposing them. To well, that. yeah, we're, we're thinking about it. When we were younger, nobody had a dishwasher. No. Did they even no. have a dishwasher? So they're saying yeah. a little grime on the forks, good for you. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind of gross, but um, I guess it's just uh, another point to bring out there um, with awareness. And I have been um, I was kind of alarmed at the, the whole lunch situation, too. So um, this is a great tool. It's a great resource. As all these kits are, if you've got something going on and you want, you know, 
a less invasive um, for a child. Maybe you'd be better off trying to get them to stick their finger at home than taking them to an office visit and making it a big production, depending on your child. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, it's one piece of the puzzle, but yeah. it's a, a good tool out there. We did have another person, I don't think she'd mind talking about this, is that she was went through a lot of, um, she had weight loss issues. So she came to me, figured out, you know, hormones and cortisol were kind of, everything was kind of normal. And it's just this one last thing that she couldn't lose. And she felt inflamed and just blah. Well, she was eating everything good. She was eating avocados and chia and all the things that she should. But it turns out that she was allergic to the avocado. She would had um, reactions to the chia and reactions to all these things that she thought was healthy for her, which they are, but in her body, they were causing so much inflammation. So once she pulled those foods out, she felt much better and she lost, well, she's down 12 pounds right now. So it's just so much you can learn from it. It's invaluable information, really. I mean, mm -hmm. who would have thought that you were allergic to the things that you were? Correct. But that just tells me that, you know, I need to work on my gut and mm -hmm. reintroduce those things slowly. It just, like, it, the testing is great, but it reiterates gut health is so fundamental. Mm -hmm. I had a... Um, I had a person in here last week that was talking about um, candida, having like fungal issues and things like that all the time. Like, and it, it, it immediately, and I'm not any expert at it, but I immediately, are you on a probiotic? Yes. How often are you taking it? Because obviously you've got something going on. Um, and this particular person had been on several rounds of antibiotics and their gut was so wiped out that, you know, it was manifesting Mm -hmm. that way so you know up them I don't know there's a lot with the gut it is same thing with you know if you have kids that are getting into age of acne and things like that you know make sure they're on a good probiotic gut health well gut 80 what 70 to 80 percent of our serotonin is made in our gut yeah it's amazing everything so, starts at your second brain is that what they say yeah what they say is that it's very interesting that you're, you have more neurological signals going up to your brain from your gut than it is your brain to your gut. It's crazy. We were um, fortunate enough to have Dr. Bolger come speak uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I love listening to him talk, but one of his case studies was on a young lady that had severe eczema and he had pictures and all this stuff. She went to her medical doctor, her medical doctor offered her a biologic. So like Humira, which if you've ever seen their ads online on TV <laughs> or anything, like number one side effects like cancer and like all, you know, like may cause cancer and all this kind of stuff. And so she didn't want to do that. So she went the functional medicine route and, um, within, with really just good probiotics, the pictures of like a month later, for this, this woman was absolutely amazing. Here she'd been struggling with this. She wasn't really given any good um, treatment when she went to the doctor. She was given a Band-Aid, an expensive Band-Aid that might give you cancer. And with a probiotic, her skin started healing. Was I think it was six months to a year later, mm -hmm. she was almost clear of all these plaques that were all over her body. Elimination diet, too. Yeah, she did that's elimination true. diet, and she did work on her... Um, gut health, gut health, intestinal permeability, but yeah, just all that. Mm -hmm. 
And like I said, that goes along with that whole half-life that I was talking about. It's a 21-day, that's short, mm-hmm. period. So you should notice a difference. And they say um, you should notice a difference between day three to five if just, you know. Well, you did oh, yeah. right away. Yeah. Get out of bed and not feel like I'm old. And, you know, that's another point I was I was thinking about this this morning, that we are conditioned as, I guess, old, younger, I don't I'll, what am I, 41, 42? I'm conditioned to think that, oh, I'm growing old. Once you turn to 40, you're going to have aches and pains and stuff like that. So is it, I'm, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It is not normal. We're a product of our conditioning. So it's just, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. no, if you don't feel like something's right, something's probably not right. So mm-hmm. just pursue what you think needs to be done. Yeah. And I'll add the little amendment addendum in there that um, that's kind of why we're more functional medicine approach here. Um, We work with some really good um, nurse practitioners and stuff that really spend time with their patients and things like that. But, you know, a lot of times conventional medicine gives you five or ten minutes to explain what you have going on. And sometimes you need a lot more than that to figure things out and figure out the problem instead of putting a Band-Aid on it. The other thing we discussed in that class, and we're just kind of going off here too, was Hillary discussed the thing we've said before about you go to the doctor um, and you get put on birth control and then birth control depletes this and that, and then you end up getting put on something for depression and then you can't sleep, so you're put on something for sleep and then your anxiety is really high, and before you know it, that birth control, now you're on four medications. Um, When you know, maybe you did need the birth control. That's fine. But maybe the doctor or your pharmacist or somebody could have taken the time to explain to you that you might want to add in some vitamin Bs and some other things in there to help. Um, but then we spiral down the hole even more of, I don't think so because my insurance doesn't cover vitamin B or a good probiotic. So therefore it's unattainable for me to afford it. And that's the sad truth we're living in. That's the sad truth you and I see every day. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper for them to get prescriptions rather than supplements. Yeah. Prescriptions are $4, $10, and some of our supplements are, um, well, more than that, depending but on what what we have to learn, and I think we'll have more examples as we grow, is that it's more of a long-term thing. So even though you don't think that B6 or B-complex or whatever is not working for, um some certain issue, then it's it's more long-term. You've got to sustain and nourish your body for long-term effects. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, wraps up food allergy testing and a little bit in there about kids and diets and everything in between because that's just how we roll. We spiral like every other time. But yes, if you if if it's something that you're interested, we can sit down. Um, like I said, food or elimination diets probably, and it's a tricky thing. You, you gotta be educated on it, and you gotta be disciplined enough and to be able to do it. Yeah, so you've got to be ready. You've got to. It's like a, what they were saying um, in this class that I'm taking is that it's a, it's like a two week. It's kind of like our detox thing. It's like a two week preparation. You've got to wean yourself off of caffeine properly otherwise you're going to have a caffeine withdrawal when you're trying to so it is a you gotta think about it i think a lot of stuff with functional medicine the reason that people maybe don't use the modality modality as much as they do traditional medicine is you kind of got to be able to meet halfway in Mm -hmm. your treatment 
it's not as easy as a pill. You know, you might be asked to eat differently. You might be asked to be more active. You might be, you know, asked to evaluate other things. And sometimes people just aren't ready for that. I know I've had periods in my life where I've not been ready or willing or um, in that space in my life. So I guess you got to ask yourself that before you um, dive in. Yeah. So, yes. Sorry. It's okay. Off again, but if you are interested, please let me know and I can give you the information and we can have a discussion about it. Absolutely. Well, we're hoping to um, try to get on and do a couple more podcasts. There's no way we can keep up with one a week, but a couple a month is kind of our goal. So um, stay tuned.